I can help you. For a price. And this time, I don't want your car. I want you. Oh, Catherine, that's disgusting. Oh. You're my sister. Only by blood. Oh, God! Ah. What is wrong with this family? Old Boy is a Korean thriller film released in 2003 and directed by Chan Wook Park. Old Boy tells the story of Dae Su, a man who is kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years without knowing why, as he seeks answers and vengeance. The film is available on Prime Video. Please go out of your way to watch this amazing film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. In the year 1988, Dae Su misses his daughter's fourth birthday party after being arrested for public intoxication. He is picked up by his friend. However, as he waits outside the police station, Daesu is kidnapped and wakes up in a hotel room. While watching TV in the room, he sees that his wife has been murdered and that he is the main suspect. Daesu is fed the exact fried dumpling meal as the years go by. He spends his time shadowboxing with the intention of escaping and seeking revenge against his captor. Fifteen years later, Daesu is randomly released. Unaware that he is hypnotized by his captor, Daesu walks into a sushi restaurant where he meets Mito, the chef. A homeless man approaches Daesu and gives him a cell phone. He receives a phone call from his captor and shortly collapses, causing Mito to take him to her home and tend to him. They soon become intimate. With vengeance on his mind, Daesu identifies the restaurant for the fried dumpling meal he was fed every day and follows a delivery man which leads him to the hotel room he was imprisoned. Daesu finds out that his captor is a wealthy man named Wu Jin. Wu Jin contacts Daesu and tells him that he has five days to figure out why he was kidnapped and imprisoned. If he figures out why, he will kill himself. It is then revealed that in high school, Daesu saw Wu Jin commit incest with his sister. Daesu spread the rumor causing Wu Jin's sister to commit suicide, leading Wu Jin to seek revenge. Daesu goes to Wu Jin's penthouse where he leaves him a gift box with a photo album. Daesu flips through the album with pictures of him, his wife, and baby daughter. As the pages progress, it is revealed that Mito was Daesu's daughter all along and Wu Jin orchestrated through hypnosis for Daesu to meet Mito, fall in love with her, and begin an incestuous relationship. Feeling remorseful for spreading the rumor, Daesu cuts his tongue off with scissors. With Wu Jin's plan coming to fruition, he shoots himself as he has a flashback of the moment his sister died. Later on, Daesu meets with a hypnotist to have his memory of Mito being his daughter erased. The film ends with Daesu and Mito embracing, as Mito confesses her love for him. You know, there are movies out there that when they catch me by surprise with that crazy twist ending, I fucking appreciate them, man. Because there are movies out there that I, I can see the twist fucking five minutes into the movie. Uh-huh. But this one, my fucking jaw was on the ground, man. And I appreciate this fucking movie so much, man. And I appreciate all of you listening right now. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 21. 21. It's actually my favorite number, brother. Really? Yeah. My uh, my Instagram handle is tickdominator21. Oh, 21 okay. is my favorite number. And then 
And then made perfect sense also, too, because uh, my favorite football player of all time wears number 21. Nice. Fucking San Diego legend, LaDainian Tomlinson. Good old mm. LT, man. Yep. So episode number 21 of Beer in a Movie with the Wee Side Boys. We're your hosts, fantastic as always. I'm Ticket the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Holy shit. Old boy, brother. Yeah, that's a good one. Fuck. This was one movie I could not wait to fucking review. Uh, we uh, We had to wait a little bit because last season we did a... A fucking movie where we compared with the yeah. remake, and we're gonna mm-hmm. do the same this season. Yeah. So it was wasn't a matter of uh, if we were doing it, it was when, you know. And uh, let's get right into it, man. But y'all, y'all should know by now that uh, discussion portion of this episode did not start without opening some motherfucking beers. Nine one one thirsty motherfucker. So brother, let him know we drinking tonight. All right, tonight we're drinking a rice kolsch by a brewery called. Doka beer? I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. It's mm-hmm. a brewery that uh, said that they're Asian-inspired, though a Kolsch is a German beer yeah. style. So I thought it'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, there weren't any Korean beers, right? Yeah, no, I couldn't find any. Yeah, so I couldn't either. So get that uh, Asian for old boy, because it is a Korean film, Asian. So let's let's get a swig right here, brother. See yeah. what this is all about. Swig for the good man. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Oh wow, this is pretty good. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a five point one mm-hmm. ABV. Yeah. Um, nice fucking what is it? Sixteen ounce. Yes. Sixteen ounce, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I like this man. I can I can keep drinking this. Yeah, it's it's very drinkable. Hmm. Oh yeah, I'm digging this man. Yeah. Um. It's different from other cultures I've tried, but maybe that's the rice. Mm-hmm. But these yeah. Germans, man, they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right, man. So while you ponder off the ranking of this, brother, uh-huh. it's time for uh, give our shout out of the week, and also everybody's favorite segment, story time with Tiki. Let's do this, brother. Let's do it. Fuck yeah! Shout out of the week goes to the good brother. Fucking way back in oof, fucking sixth grade, maybe. He is one uh, good brother from the Flower Streets. So everybody knows, everybody's familiar with the Flower Streets here in Escondido. And that is a good brother, Izzy Garcia. Cheers, brother. Much love to you. I'm going to take a swig right here for you and your beautiful family of four. Here we go. Swig. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And actually, Izzy, usually hit us up uh, last season, brother, mm-hmm. while we were doing the um, we're doing the review for American History X. Yeah. Because he, uh, he was a good brother. of uh, He would show up uh, to Goldenrod. He's familiar with all of us. It's a good brother. He knew Danny Urbina. Much love. Danny, I love you, brother. Rest in peace, my friend. And, uh, you know, he, he told me that he had been listening to the episodes, and he actually said, like, hey, I got a recommendation for you guys. He's like, uh, it'd be cool if you guys can do a movie called Old Boy. And I yeah. said, brother, we are going to do this one. Hmm. We are going to. It wasn't, a, like I said earlier, it wasn't a matter of of if. It was a matter of when. But we were putting this one in the back burner because we were already doing that Abre los Ojos and yeah. Vanilla Sky, uh, the remake uh, comparisons, you know? Yep. So we had to wait up a little bit for this one, but uh, there's Izzy's shout out. So, and actually Izzy's from Arizona, brother. So we got a lot more people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Got some listeners out in Arizona. Nice. Oh yeah. So another swig for the Goodman right here for everybody in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He's out in Arizona, but he's still a Padre fan. So fuck the Diamondbacks. <laughs> and, uh, here's a story, brother. Okay, it's cool. So I- Izzy's man, he's a good, uh, he's a good brother, man. Very, 
very good dude. So out in Goldenrod, right? I I've made it. I made it a point that if uh, you did something dumb or if you did anything, it, it would garner you a slap. Yep. Right. So Izzy's a good brother that we just we just wouldn't want to slap. Okay. Nah, not fucking doing it. And Izzy's actually a, a musician, brother. He can play the guitar. Nice. So he used to he used to come over with his guitar, and he'd play some pretty sick fucking songs. On um, like uh, we'd be at Danny's backyard and he'd play some fucking songs on the on the on the guitar, mm-hmm. right? And so back then, bro, we were metalheads. So like, if you didn't, if you didn't like listen to Slipknot or Mudvayne or Mushroomhead, you couldn't kick it with us, <laughs> right? So he would be playing a lot of like cool like uh, like rock or like like metal inspired songs on the okay. guitar. But then one day <laughs> he played fucking you know that song "Follow Me" by Uncle Cracker. <laughs> mm. No, I don't. I don't think I do. Yeah, definitely not a metal song. Okay, but I fuck. I remember he played it, and I was fucking laughing, dude. And like usually, like it's let's say I fucking had a guitar and I played "Follow Me" uh-huh. by Oka Cracker. Everybody in Golden would slap the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, but not Izzy because Izzy's a solid brother. Uh, we we just he wasn't that. We yeah. were there's no way in hell we were gonna slap him, bro. <laughs> so Izzy, uh, I hope you remember that, brother. Cheers to you, and thank you for listening to us. And that's our segment today of Storytime with Tiki. Much love. Thank you again, Izzy. Much love to you guys. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I'm digging this, brother. If you don't mind, let me let me go first with the ranking. Go over it, man. Yeah, man. This is very crisp. Uh, I've already had like fucking four or five swigs. I actually might be already fucking halfway done with this group. <laughs> really? I'm really digging this, man. Okay. I like this a lot. Okay. Uh, did it come in a six-pack, four-pack? Because these are 16 ounces, right? It is a four-pack. Gotcha. Uh yeah, I can definitely see myself buying some more of this shit. Uh-huh. Fucking solid 3.75 out of five stars, dude. It's <laughs> nice. almost a four. Okay. I like this a lot. Okay. Thanks uh, for bringing this, brother. This is fucking great. Yeah, it was between this and some other one by the same brewery. I forgot what the other one was called, but uh this one I like Kolsch's, so I decided to give this one a shot. Uh as for my ranking. I actually think this is really good. It's different from most Kolsch's that I've tried, but not in a bad way. It definitely has some layers to it. You get that crispiness of the rice. Definitely. Like rice crispy-ish. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the best way I can describe it. I'm no uh, beer aficionado, but um, yeah, this is a good one. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a four. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, brother. Yeah. We're almost matching up with these scores, man. Yeah. We're not far off. Mm-hmm. I mean... We're far off with the fucking Mine Haze one. <laughs> well, that one was just, I picked it because of the name. I knew it was yeah. going to be shit. But <laughs> You gave it a pretty solid ranking, though. Yeah, you know, I felt like it was <laughs> one of the least offensive IPAs that I've had in a while, so that's saying something. Yeah. Mm. Fuck it, brother. But here, let's get another swig for the good men right here, and let's get into this review of the fucking amazing movie that is Old Boy. Let's do it, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Mm. Oh, wow. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Great fucking beer, man. Thank mm. you for bringing this shit, brother. Yeah. Much appreciated. But all right. Fucking old boy, brother. This is a fucking movie, dude, that I still remember the first day I saw it. I was fucking blown away by this. Uh-huh. When the movie was over, I could not wait to tell people about it. I told several people about it. So I'm sure people, when when they're going to see that this is going to be the movie uh, that we're reviewing for the week, I'm sure people are going to like jump on it, perhaps rewatch it, you know? Yeah. But for the ones that don't, and they're just uh, listening to us first. Please pause the fuck the episode. Watch the fucking movie. It is that good. You have my word. 
if you do not like the movie, I give you permission to slap me in the fucking face. <laughs> All right? It is that fucking good. Yeah, so this is... Oh. Uh, go for it, brother. Go for it. I was going to say, yeah, this is a, a Ford movie that I've seen. And mm-hmm. we all know how much I love Ford movies, right? <laughs> or, I mean, I I don't dislike them. I just never watch them. But I have already seen this movie. So when you brought it up to for us to review, I said, oh, definitely. Yes. So, yeah. And then, Yeah, brother. And you know how I am with foreign films. Uh-huh. They're fucking amazing. And... <laughs> excuse me? Oh, yeah. On cue, man. Yeah. Fucking great. Hey, hey man, that was a nice burp. <laughs> I can go for another two now. Double nice. fisty shit. Nice. Oh, you know those fucking like helmets? Oh, the, the, straw the beer drinking hat? Yeah. yeah. I have one of those, dude, but I, I I can't use it anymore. It's all dusty and shit. It reminds me of the SpongeBob one, remember? Mr. <laughs> Yankee or Wilberman Jensen or Rectum something? Jensen. Yeah. <laughs> he was number yeah. one. <laughs> it's a floating shopping list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that. Back to Tuskaham, brother. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the premise of this fucking movie, bro. If if this doesn't get your attention right away, I don't know what else will. Because yeah. the premise of this movie is a man is kidnapped and he's held in this fucking room for 15 years. Yeah. And he needs to figure out why. Mm-hmm. All right? So if that doesn't get your interest, I don't know what else will. That is very fucking interesting to me because you're dying to know, what did this motherfucker do to fucking get uh, locked up in this fucking hotel room for 15 years? He had to have done something fucked up. Yeah, I will say, you know, the premise of this movie is really interesting, but... The first time I saw this movie, dude, I went in cold. I knew nothing about it. The, mm. the only reason why I watched this movie is because on the internet, I kept seeing people post the clips of the the fight scene. You know what I'm yes, talking about, yes. right? We'll get into that. Yeah. So every time I would say, I'm like, fuck, this looks interesting. So I have to watch the movie. Yeah. So I acquired the movie legally <laughs> and uh, I watched it. And man, I coming in completely cold, it was not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. So it was a sucker punch. Yes, yeah, so my introduction to this movie was that uh, again the they shoot they shoot pictures, don't they? Right, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the the thousand movies. Yeah. Excuse me, another burp. Mm-hmm. Um, this fucking movie was like ranked, I believe, in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. And I saw the premise, dude, and I was like, okay, this this sounds very fucking good. I'm gonna see if it's on Netflix. Sure enough, it was. Oh. That's all I knew about it. Fucking watched it, and dude, I fucking love this movie, man. This was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And just everything about it that we're going to break down shortly was fucking amazing. Very much impressed. All right. So let's get into these characters, brother. Let's do it. First fucking character we're going to get into is Daesu. Mm-hmm. Right. He's the main character. He is a man that got that got uh, kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years in this hotel room. Okay. He is played by fucking Minsik Choi. Have you seen him before in anything, brother? No, I haven't. Because anything... Oh, that's right, brother. Yeah, you're not too fond of like foreign films. Oh, no, yeah. I wouldn't say fond, but you just you don't go out of your way to see them. Like yeah, I, I'm like pretty I sure do. this is the only Korean film that I've seen. Sadly. You haven't seen Parasite? Uh, No, I haven't. I've heard of it, but no, I haven't seen it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> even, even though it won all those Oscars that it very well deserved, you didn't go out of your way to watch it? No, I remember hearing all the buzz about it, but no, I still haven't seen it. Mm, okay, I'm just... I'm going to shut the fuck up about it then, because okay. I don't want to like... Uh, higher the expectations and then you're going to be like eh you know so <laughs> I'm just going to say we're going to make time to watch it one day okay okay let's fuck do yeah it. so Minsik Choi bro this motherfucker is a great actor everything I've seen him in fucking amazing hmm. and I'm going to get a little fucking uh, like wrestling reference in this shit okay okay, okay so there are, there are uh, fucking wrestlers out there dude that can play a bad guy and a good guy like fucking flawlessly okay right fucking Eddie Guerrero Latino Heat that, you remember him 
No, I just like Latino Heat. That's Re- a good uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace to Eddie Guerrero. But when when he was a good guy, you fucking loved him. You you had your fucking you had his back. You just wanted him so bad to win. When he was a bad guy, you fucking hated this motherfucker, dude. Okay. You know? So uh fucking Minsik Choi, bro. There's movies where he plays the good guy and he plays a bad guy. When he plays a good guy, you want to root for him. When he plays a bad guy, and we'll get into a movie later on in his, in the later work, okay. that you just fucking despise this motherfucker. Mm. So this tells you how fucking amazingly talented this fucking guy is that he can play a person you root for and also a person that you absolutely fucking detest. Okay. Right? This motherfucker, any movie he does I, that I've seen from him, he's fucking amazing. All right? So he is the character that plays Daisu. All right, then we're gonna get into Wu Jin. He is the fucking person who fucking orchestrates this fucking crazy fucking revenge plot to kidnap Daisu. Yeah, right. He is played by by Yi Tai Yu. I, I hope I didn't butcher this shit. <laughs> okay, he. Uh, this is the only movie I've ever seen him in, and I gotta say, man, I was fucking impressed, man. Yeah, he did a pretty good job. Fuck, that's an understatement, man. He was fucking amazing. Okay, then we're gonna get into Mito. Who is the chef, the sushi chef? Yep. And uh, we're not getting into the spoiler alerts yet, all right? But Mito is played by by He Young Kang. Hope I didn't butcher that either. I'm doing my best. <laughs> okay. Lovely lady. Thought she did her job very well. Yeah. Fucking playing this character. And then we got some uh, side characters. First one is Ju Wan. He is uh, Daisu's friend uh, that you see like very early in the movie. Uh-huh. He bails him out of jail. Yeah, you know, gentleman by the name of Dai Han Yi. Ah, that sounded pretty nice, dude. I'm getting good with these like pronunciations, brother. Yeah, I'll <laughs> take your word for it. <laughs> and the last person we're gonna get to, said character, is Mr. Park. Yeah. Right? Played by Dal Su Oh. All right. So this is my fucker, dude. Uh the said character, Mr. Park, he's not exactly important, but I just thought it was cool to bring him up because fuck, he did a great job. Yeah. Like uh with the fucked up teeth mm-hmm. and just like this is a motherfucker you're gonna remember his face when you see this movie yeah you know he does come in somewhat important in this so i thought it would be a nice little shot to him because uh-huh. he did a fantastic job yeah and then all right brother so these are the characters right here and let's take another swig before we dive into this fucking badass plot brother because it, it gets shit like it gets shit hits the fan like right like pretty fucking often in this movie yeah and the twist ending my goodness can't wait to get to it so just take a swig for the good man right here brother Cheers. And here we go, brother. The plot for fucking old boy. Let's do this shit. Do it. It starts off with fucking Daisu on the roof holding a man by his tie. Yeah. Right? He's and holding he's, a dog, He's too. holding a dog. Yeah. And right away, bro, I, I am fucking interested. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Why does he have this motherfucker? Why is he off a, a fucking building? Yeah. Right? And then, boom, it hits you right away. Because he says, like, my name is... They sue, but then it transitions to a police station. Uh-huh. And he's being arrested. He's drunk as fuck. Right? He's fucking belligerent, man. He's just fucking... Off the bat, kind of seems like a piece of shit. Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess he wasn't having the greatest of days. It was his daughter's birthday, it right? It happens to be his daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. His fourth birthday party. He even, yep. like, uh, puts up, like, a picture of her. Yeah. And says, like, oh, it's my daughter's birthday. So this kind of, like, illustrates the idea that if it's his daughter's birthday, why the fuck would he be out getting drunk? It it fucking gives you an idea. This motherfucker is a little bit irresponsible. Uh-huh. Could be a little bit of a hothead, right? I think uh, in the first, like, two minutes, they already show you fucking so much with so little. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's fuck- I also got to make uh, a note here that uh, 
the the man that plays Daisu here, he looks a little chunky in this, right? And then when you see when it the movie progresses, how like he's all fit and shit like that. Yeah. So fucking Minsik Choi must have gotten in fucking badass shape for this fucking role, like while it was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see all that. Right? So, so we've already brought up that it's uh it's his daughter's fourth birthday party. Obviously, he's gonna fucking miss it. He got arrested. Yeah. Right. So he gets picked up by his friend Ju Wan, and uh, they get released or whatever. And then immediately he decides. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna make a phone call. I gotta talk to your wife and tell her that, like, uh, he doesn't really say right, like, oh, he's on his way or anything like that. He just says like, oh, hey, he's he's out, uh-huh. right? And then fucking on cue, man, he just fucking disappears. Yep. And then I'm like, holy shit! And like, it, it's it's one of those things too because it's like, if he disappeared, man, since he was so fucking drunk, he could not have gotten that far away. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing, and it's like. Because of that, you know, someone fucking took him. Uh-huh. You know, he could not have gone that fucking far away. And man, it's fucking, I, I loved it, bro. Like the, the fucking opening five minutes of this is fucking great. Like I'm already interested in this shit. Yeah. I need to know what happens to this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So then we go into a transition where Daisu has a bunch of facial hair. So then you realize like, oh shit, like a bunch of time has passed by. Yeah. Right. And then you see, like, man, he gets food through this, like, little fucking, like, dog door. Yeah. The, right? The, the door, yeah. And I like this scene, too, because the fucking emotion that he that he fucking just has in his face, you only see his face. It's like a close-up on his face. Uh-huh. Right? The fucking emotion that he brings out so much in this shit. Because he says, like, tell me how long I've been locked up. So Yeah, like, he's, like, t- he's, like, trying to grab the guy through the bottom of the mm-hmm. door. He's like, tell me, tell me. He's yeah. like, fuck you, fuck you. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. He gets his fucking food, and then he gets pissed off. He just throws everything, like, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the food that he gets is like a fried dumpling mm-hmm. meal. And then when anything happens, like, he gets fucking gassed. Yeah. Right? He gets knocked out. Mm. Uh, I thought this fucking scene was great, man. Like, they fucking, like, he does so well with his emotions uh, facially. Yes. And then the way he fucking throws the food out. And everything like that. So they make it to a point, right? That, that all right. So like, yeah, he's fucking trapped in his fucking room, but at least they're fucking feeding him. Mm-hmm. But they're feeding him the same shit every fucking day. Yeah. Right. And then he gets gassed, right, and knocks him the fuck out. And then he also gets gassed like every time he tries to fucking kill himself. Yeah. He tries to kill himself twice, right? Yes. Um. He tries to cut himself. Yeah. He slits his wrists. Yeah. So now you know that the captors are not letting this motherfucker die. Yeah. Because they want this motherfucker to suffer. Yet we don't even know what he's done yet. Mm-hmm. Love this shit. Has my interest right away. What do you say, brother? Yeah, it's pretty interesting because, I mean, obviously he's not in a prison cell type situation because, I mean, well, he is, but it looks like a hotel room. Hotel room. It doesn't look like a cell. Like a like a fucking, a closed hotel room. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's got like a TV and, you know, mm-hmm. he's got a shower and stuff like that, bathroom that's like yes. nice, but yeah, but he can't escape. So he's, yes. we don't, at this point, we have no idea what's going on. We don't know what he's done. But we do know, though, that some time has passed Yeah. because uh, he's watching TV mm-hmm. and he sees a woman on TV. So we, he's gone a long time without like, uh, like uh, a physical appearance in front of him. Yes. So he goes to, up to this TV, man, and he starts fucking jerking off to this woman, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets gassed again because they collect uh, like samples from the glass that he yep. drank out of. Yep. They collect his semen. Mm-hmm. And this is all so that... 
uh, he they can get like uh, they can plant shit in the murder for his wife. Yeah, they're framing him up. Yeah, they're framing him. Uh, and then eventually he fucking sees at the TV that his wife got murdered, and he's the main suspect. Yep. So imagine that shit, bro. Like, fuck, dude. You don't know why you're getting fucking locked up in this fucking hotel room. And you're you're locked up for a long fucking amount of time. And then in this fucking TV, you see yourself in the fucking in the fucking TV as a main suspect for your murderer's wife. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Man. And then uh I just gotta say, man, like like they're also like in the TV that they show him, they're also showing him like like fucking weightlifting videos and uh-huh. shit like that. Yeah. So they're kind of trying to put into his fucking mind that hey, you should fucking start getting fit or something like that, you know? Uh-huh. And that's exactly what he does. He starts yeah. fucking shadow boxing. He fuck dude, this the fucking detail in this is so fucking great because he starts shadow boxing and he starts punching the wall. And then as the years go by, you still see that his fucking knuckles are fucking scarred and all fucked up. Yeah. Yep. The attention to detail is this. It's fucking awesome, bro. Uh-huh. Fucking love this, man. And then we get the introduction of a hypnotist, right? So a long fucking, a long time has passed by now because like the hypnotist shows up and fucking says that when you're going to be, when you wake up, you're going to be like in a field or something like that, right? Uh-huh. And fuck, 15 fucking years later, bro, he's finally freed. hmm Yeah. And then this is the fucking beginning of the movie. Uh, yeah. Right? He's on the roof and he's, he sees a fucking guy. Holding the dog. Yeah. And he tells him, like, hey, let me explain my story to you. Yes. Right? And fuck, dude. I just thought that was so fucking awesome, bro. Because, <laughs> like, because the dude's on the roof because he wants to kill himself. Yeah, he's trying. That's, and we find out that's why, because that's why he's holding him by the tie because he's about to jump off. Yeah. And he's, it was like, it reminds me of kind of like a Japanese anime where he's like, you can kill yourself, but first I must tell you my story. Yeah. And then he pulls him back and then he tells him his fucking story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is inspired by a manga, brother. Oh, really? It yeah, is. Yeah, it makes total sense. Fucking, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, it makes complete it's sense. It's so fucking good, man. Mm-hmm. And so, but they, right, exactly, bro. Like, he fucking tells him, <laughs> like, I'll tell you my story. Uh-huh. then you can die yeah right, dude? <laughs> exactly yeah dude, that was great and it's so fucking good because then when he tells him his story mm-hmm. then the fucking dude's gonna tell him why yeah. he wants to die but he's he's not interested he yeah. fucking takes he just off. Gets off he's like he fucks off and then <laughs> the other guy's like, hey what wait, what and yeah then, yeah so he goes into the elevator dude and this is the first time he fucking sees a woman <laughs> yeah. in in his presence in 15 fucking years yeah, yeah so he acts all fucking crazy in it yeah he's like he's like hugging the back corner like yeah. all like like scared yeah and then, like, when they get out of the elevator, dude, it's one continuous shot. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. And the woman's, like, fucking nagging and bitching to just, like, some security guard yeah. saying, like, oh, this motherfucker's weird. Yeah. So he walks away, dude, but then you see that motherfucker fucking fall. <laughs> I know, dude. And he's still holding the dog. I know, dude. That was the one sad part. I'm like, man, why do you have to kill the fucking dog, dude? Yeah. Aww. But that scene was so fucking badass, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, because it was one continuous shot. Mm-hmm. And just, like, it makes Daisu look so fucking badass, dude. Yeah. As in, like, yeah, I don't want to fucking listen to your shit. I I told you my shit. I'm fucking taking off. Yeah. And I'm going to fucking walk away. And I'm going to keep walking. I'm not even going to fucking look back as this motherfucker (laughs) falls to his death. Yeah. Right? He's a man on a mission. Dude. Fuck. It's so fucking good. I can't fucking, like, express how fucking badass that part was, dude. Yeah. And it's so fucking good. Hmm. And then he go, and then we go into the next scene, right? It's a fucking fight scene, dude. Right? So he hasn't, he fucking finds these like five dudes. Uh-huh. One of them smoking a cigarette. And he fucking just like a badass that he is, he fucking takes a cigarette and just starts fucking puffing at it. <laughs> and he calls him a fucking 
dick shit or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, dick shit. He's like, that's a new one. <laughs> Come on, dude. Mm-hmm. What kind of shit talking was back in 2003, dude? <laughs> you know? Fuck it. Yeah. But anyways, dude, like, the thing is, like, what was cool about it is that he's got a whole fight, uh, excuse me, 15 fucking years without smoking a cigarette. So he gets fucking kicked, but he still holds on to the cigarette, and then he takes that fucking first puff, and he's like, damn, mm-hmm. I haven't had a cigarette in 15 fucking years? <laughs> All right, let's fuck these motherfuckers up. And he uses that 15 years of fucking shadow boxing and training to fuck these motherfuckers up. Yeah, and I will say, I like in this movie, I like the, the narration. Yeah. Like, it, it definitely adds a... A layer to it because in mm-hmm. this scene he's like let's see if it was just imagined or if i actually can train or if the training worked out yeah and that, that's when the fight scene happens and it's pretty cool yeah the narration he like whispers it too mm-hmm. yep to make it seem like more uh help me with the word but, but i'm just looking for a word where like a badassery isn't good enough because <laughs> it's like he, he whispers he kind of whispers this narration as in a way and it's very subtle mm-hmm. as in a way is like dude i mean business yes you know and it's so fucking good man and and then like you like you said, man, the fucking fifteen years of training wasn't anything because he fucks those guys up and then yeah. he leaves it and there's not not a single fucking mark on his face, dude. Yeah. So, so we we know that he's a badass fighter. Yes. Fucking great, man. And then he goes straight to a sushi restaurant, right? Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's right outside, doesn't go out yet. Yep. Right? So he's outside and a fucking homeless man approaches him, dude. This fucking homeless man, dude, his fucking mouth look at like a dirty fucking toilet seat, man. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. But this this homeless man fucking gives him a fucking cell phone and a wallet that contains a shit ton of money. Yeah. Right? And he says, don't ask me questions. Got I was it. told to give this to you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Goes fucking in. So he sees all this money and he goes up to uh, the introduction of Mito, who is the, the sushi chef. Uh-huh. Right? I was going to say, Mito's a lovely lady, dude. Yeah. <laughs> She's lovely. So I, I just, I had to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, they have like, the, the whole scene is interesting, right? Because. Yeah. Uh, they kind of know, or she, they seem like they know each other, right? And then mm-hmm. he says that he, he saw her on like a TV show or something, yeah. right? And then uh, they're saying like most Japanese sushi chefs are men because, you know, women's hands are too cold. Or yeah. no, are too warm, warm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she says, well, I guess I must be different because I have really cold hands. Yeah. And then fuck dude, like... Uh... He gets like, is it an octopus or a squid, bro? I don't yeah. know what the fuck it is. It's a, I think it's a uh, octopus, like a baby yeah. octopus, because he says, I want to eat something that's alive. Yeah. Right? Bro, like the symbolism of that is fucking crazy, uh-huh. you know, because it's like he's out for vengeance because he wants to find out why the fuck this happened, hmm. right? So it's like, I'm going to fucking eat this fucking thing alive to <laughs> fucking kill it. Yeah. You know? And it's fucking great. And uh, I could be wrong here, brother, but I think I read that. That uh, Min Sik Choi mm-hmm. is a vegetarian. Ooh. So, fuck, he ate this fucking octopus when he's not supposed to. Yeah, I know. I, I will say as, as an aside, I was as I was researching this movie, uh, I came across some, like, PETA website that was like... If, if <laughs> oh, PETA? Any, uh, PETA, I'm sorry. Yeah, if any animals were... Harm. Were hurt in this movie, yeah, and it said the dog was clearly fake when the guy jumped out, but the octopus he died. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny, dude. Damn, dude, that's fucking great. Yeah, but yeah, dude, he fucking needs this fucking mm-hmm. octopus, and then he gets a fucking. Uh, does he get the phone call, brother? Yeah, right. He gets a phone call. Yeah, 
and it's his captor. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck, dude. I'm like fucking rubbing my hands, bro. I'm like, holy shit. Like he gets a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, dude, it's the captor. And he fucking starts naming off these people that he thinks he's fucked over in the past. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. And the guy's like fucking with him. He's like, nah, wrong guess. Guess again. Not him either. So it's like, fuck, dude. So that also tells you, dude, that fucking Daisu was not a, exactly a good fucking person. if he's uh-huh. naming off all these people that he's fucked over in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And then fucking uh, phone call ends and he fucking collapses, dude. Right? So this forces Mito to fucking tend him, tend to him. T- she takes him home. Yeah. And fucking tends to him. Yep. Right? When when uh, Desu wakes up, dude, he sees that Mito's fucking uh, going through his journals. That's one mm-hmm. thing I forgot to mention is that while he was in in this fucking I'm going to call it a prison, right? Yeah, it's basically yeah. a fucking prison. Yep. He had all this time to fucking write journals, all these journal entries about just his fucking his 15 fucking years there, dude. Mm-hmm. Right? So now he wakes up and he's pissed at Mito because now Mito knows basically his entire story of what happened the uh the past 15 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then and then fucking Mito Fucking tells him, like, hey, I'm going to go to the fucking bathroom. Don't get any fucking ideas. I did bring you in here because I want to tend to you, but don't get any fucking ideas. Yeah, you know? that was a great scene, yeah. Yeah. And so she's, like, going to use the restroom, dude. She's sitting down. Uh-huh. Fucking Desu comes in, starts fucking making out with her, dude. Like, yeah. disgusting motherfucker, dude. No, it was great because she has the knife. She's like, if you come in here, I'll fucking carve you up like my sushi or something, right? Yeah. And then she goes in there, and then he fucking just busts in all, like, crazy. And then she, like... She kind of fights him off, right? Yeah. And then he's like, I'm sorry. And yeah. he walk, walks out. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing he says is like, I, I brought you here because I like you, mm-hmm. is what she says. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So they pretty much like strike a friendship right there. Mm-hmm. Friendship, relationship, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So based so now based off on the fucking journal entries, uh, Mito knows that, that his daughter has been, like he's looking for his daughter. Yes. Right? So Mito helps... Is trying to help him find his daughter. So they go to this like fucking area. They don't really like say like where they go, but it's kind of like uh like a place to fucking like help them find this like like a like a person, right? So then you find out that his daughter was actually adopted all the way in Sweden and her name is now Eva. Uh-huh. So right there, I'm just like, ah damn, that sucks, man. Like fuck, he's not gonna be able to find his daughter. Yeah. So this pisses off Daisu and he he's just fucking thinking of vengeance, brother. Like, he's like, fuck, dude. Like, I, I need to find these motherfuckers now. If I can't find my daughter, I'm going to fuck shit up, dude. Mm-hmm. So he comes up with a fucking plan that since he was fucking fed these dumplings every single fucking day for 15 fucking years, uh-huh. I'm going to fucking go to any fucking place. Because he does a uh, nice little detail that he that he notices that the place where he gets the dumplings is a place called the Blue Dragon. Yep. Right? So he goes to every single fucking Blue Dragon in town, and he fucking tastes these dumplings. Yeah. Right? And the cool fuck... Again, the cool fucking detail is that he starts throwing up and shit. <laughs> right? So it's like... It's either he's fucking disgusted with how much he's eating this fucking dumpling. Uh-huh. That he's he's on... Like, he's bent... He's like fucking bent to find out who the fuck this person is. Right? Yeah. Or it could also mean he's had so much fucking food that he just wants to get to the bottom of this. Because he wants to figure out... He's been to... It also illustrates that he wants to go to all these blue dragons... To uh-huh. fucking find out 
where is this motherfucker that fed me this fucking food? Yeah, well, you know? my understanding was that these dumplings weren't the greatest. They were yeah. they were kind of gross. I guess uh, they used too much scallions, as he, as he yeah. says later on. But uh, lay off on them. Yeah, so yeah. they're not they're not. First of all, they're not great dumplings, and then that's all he eats for fifteen years, pretty much, right? Yeah. So I thought that you're right. It's a great detail. He goes to everyone, and he's like trying them, and then he's like puking in between because he 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 can't eat another dumpling. You know, willingly, it's just yeah. all forced at this point. But yeah, he's got to find that one specific shitty dumpling out yeah. of all of them. And yeah, and so. he finds it, man. Mm-hmm, he does. He finds that big old delivery. Mm-hmm. Or am I confusing him? <laughs> he finds a delivery, right? And yes. he goes, and then he goes and fucking follows this delivery guy, uh-huh. right? But like, he finds a fucking hammer, dude. Right? <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking sick as fuck, bro. Yeah. Because like, this hammer comes into play, man. And so this is like the introduction to Mr. Park. Yep. The fucking, um, I just gotta say, bro, like fucking the guy that plays Mr. Park, he has that fucking face to him, right? Or it's like, oh, man, yeah, this yeah. motherfucker looks evil. Mm-hmm. Like I had never seen this motherfucker in my life, but like he just looks like a bad guy. Yep. yep. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what happens, man? And then, dude, I like how how he picks up the hammer and he fucking makes his way into that like warehouse looking fucking um. Because he goes to the place where he was in prison, bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. So imagine that shit. It's like, fuck, dude. I'm going back to the place where I stayed for 15 fucking years, dude. Yeah. Right? And I just like how the, the fucking editing is presented that he has a hammer. And you see those, like, little lines that is fucking going to the motherfucker's head. <laughs> yeah. To illustrate, oh, I'm going to hit this motherfucker in the fucking head. Yeah, yeah. It ain't going to be fucking pretty. Mm-hmm. You know? So then he goes in and he finds Mr. Park. And Mr. He realizes that Mr. Park is the one that fucking like, uh, pretty much like video recorded him the entire time. Yeah, in he, the fifteen fucking years, right? He's like the overseer of this of this makeshift prison. Yeah, and he fucking removes his teeth, bro. Yeah, he even fucking <laughs> says, "Dude, I'm gonna fucking take one tooth for every year I was there, man." <laughs> so that's fifteen fucking teeth, dude. Mm-hmm. Right, and then I just like how he gets the hammer mm-hmm. and fucking like you get the close up of the fucking hammer. Right up mm-hmm. to the fucking dude's tooth, and he's fucking like moving it around, and it slowly starts bleeding. Mm-hmm. Because we've all like we've all been there. We've all had fucking teeth extracted from us, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's not an it's not a comfortable feeling. Yep. So and then we at least get fucking like Novocaine and shit like that. This motherfucker doesn't. Yeah. He gets tortured basically, dude, mm-hmm. just so that we like we have some, maybe a little bit of like a way for us to like appreciate this fucking scene that it's not fucking comfortable one fucking bit that he's yeah. fucking this dude up. Yep. Right? And then it gets into a fucking badass... I call it an epic fight scene, bro. Oh, yeah. And then what what I fucking love about this scene, dude, is that before it goes into this one continuous shot, Uh you kind of get like a fucking... uh, A little look of how fucking like tight the area is, right? Uh Uh-huh. So you can't just say like, oh, yeah, well, these fucking... All these fucking dudes can't just fucking jump them at once because mm-hmm. it's like a fucking tight area. So yep. they all can't fucking fit in one place. Yeah. Right. So it gives you this like claustrophobic mm-hmm. fucking feeling yeah. that they're attacking him, dude. But what I love about this fucking scene, dude, is that like these fucking dudes are also a little clumsy. Mm-hmm. Right. Because no fucking fight is perfect, dude. Yeah. Like every, go to any fucking fight. You're going to see people falling on the ground and shit like that. Yeah, dude, yeah. Right. And that's exactly what you see. So he puts his 15 years of experience of fucking fighting or learning how to fight, I should say. Yeah. 
And and it's like it's not it's, this isn't fucking like a superhero movie where he yeah, comes exactly. out unscathed, dude. Yeah, he gets stabbed in the back, right? Right in the fucking back. Mm-hmm. You can see the fucking shank fucking sticking out of him, <laughs> yeah. dude. And you can even see him retreating a little bit because uh-huh. that's the most fucking like human thing that could happen when yeah. you're against the, like all these fucking people. Yeah. And he fucks them up, dude. Yeah. But it's so fucking good. I fucking love how they fucking made this scene, dude. Yeah, the way that they shoot it, it's it has so much character. And yes. so much like emotion behind it. Like you say, it's it's like a raw brawl caught on film. Yeah. And, you know, even the grunts, you know, of everyone when, you know, he gets hit, he's like, oh, and then when he's hitting the other guys and they're getting knocked down, you know, it's mm-hmm. just very well done. Like it's believable. It's yes, like dude. you say, it's not like it's not like a super choreographed Hollywood version of fucking Jason Bourne over here. Yeah. So it's it's it was just really well done. And it's it's iconic. Fucking so, yeah. iconic, bro. Yeah. This is so good, man. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough about this scene, dude. It's so fucking yeah. good. And he fucks all of them up, dude. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into an elevator with more fucking people yeah. that come out. But you don't see what happens. The next scene, you see that they're coming out of the elevator and all of them are all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. This is a perfect example of using something where like you don't exactly need to see mm-hmm. what happens. All you need to know is this motherfucker is a badass and he's out for vengeance, dude. Yeah. But what I do like is that like he didn't come out unscathed. He's fucked up, bro. Yeah. He's bloodied everywhere. Yep. Right? And then he fucking he he kind of like takes off, right? He's outside of the fucking area. And then he's like fucking walking down the street and he's fucking bloody as shit. Mm-hmm. And like you see the people fucking in the back looking at him. <laughs> yeah, cuz he looks like shit, yeah. He looks like shit, dude. Mm-hmm. And he fucking collapses, but you see a man fucking helping him. Uh-huh. Right? And it's like fuck, and I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, "Oh fuck, thank goodness somebody's fucking helping this fucking guy." Mm-hmm. And the fucking guy like calls for like a taxi and says, "Hey, take him to this address." And I'm like, "What the fuck? Why was he taking him there?" Yeah. And then this is the introduction of fucking Wu Jin, bro. Yeah. I thought this this fucking introduction was fucking amazing. It's like, oh, this fucking guy's helping him, but then he says, "All right, take care, Odesu." And I'm yep. like, "Oh shit!" So yep. I'm like, "Fuck, this guy knows who he is." Uh-huh. And it's obvious now that this is the motherfucker that that captured this guy. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was so fucking great, man. He tells the taxi driver, drop him off at his location, mm-hmm. winds up being Mito's apartment. Yep. So Mito fucking starts taking care of him. So this illustrates that Mito is a very caring person to him. Yes. Like, fucking tends to his wounds, fucking stitches him up, all that good shit. I love it, man. It's fucking great. So then we cut to the next scene, man. And mm-hmm. this is where we get the reu- reunion, uh, re- reuni- easy for me to say, the reunion of mm-hmm. uh, of Desu and his homie, fucking Joe Wan. Yeah. It's the same fucking friend that uh, took him from the police station. Yes. Right? They haven't seen each other in 15 fucking years, man. Mm-hmm. So Joe Wan works at a cafe where they you get service for internet. Yep. And shit like that. And I got to say this, man. This is a fucking great embrace, man. Uh, they haven't seen each other in 15 years. And they hug. They cry. <laughs> yeah. Or at least Joe Wan does, man. Yeah, yeah. This is a great fucking like like detail, bro. If if you don't mind me, bro, let me let's back up a few episodes, yeah. Okay. I did talk shit about that movie, My Family. Mm-hmm. How fucking J Lo and Jacob Vargas when they hadn't seen each other for two years. I just like, dude, they don't have an embrace. Okay. They haven't seen each other in like two years, right? It's just like it was just really fucking mediocre. Yeah. This this is how you fucking embrace when you haven't seen somebody in that long. Yeah. This was fucking great, man. Like they they fucking show you that they care for one another, man. Like is that was it that fucking hard to fucking illustrate that in my in my family? Come on. Ah, uh, jeez. Yeah, I guess. okay. All right. But this is a great example of a fucking perfect embrace, man. 
And this is between two men. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. Okay. So they, they reunite. It's all good. And then we get a shot of fucking uh, Wu Jin's penthouse, bro. This fucking house is nice, man. Yep. I fucking wish I could have this, dude. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking... So this tells you that fucking Wu Jin is loaded, man. He's fucking rich. Yeah. Money is not an issue to this motherfucker. Right? And so after uh, uh, Daesu and, and Joe Wan are together, dude, this makes uh, Daesu confront Mito. He has some trust issues because, like, Joe Wan tells him, like, uh, kind of like, like, who are you with? Like, what are you doing? And shit like that. Uh-huh. So then this makes fucking Daesu, like, kind of like, damn, you're right. Because it's like, why would Mito fucking, like, tend to me? Why would she just welcome me to her home? Well, not even that, too. There was a point where, like, she's, like, instant messaging. If, if yeah. any, any of you guys that are older out there uh, remember AOL Instant Messenger. It was kind of like this. Uh, where she's messaging somebody, and then uh, Desu like looks over his shoulder, and you know he looks in, and then the the guy says something that uh, tips off Desu. I don't exactly remember what it was, but remember, and he's like, yeah. "Who's that?" So he's already getting suspicious of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he confronts her, man. Fucking yep. ties her up and yep. shit, right? But th- this is fucking like a, a amazing detail too here, dude. Is like. He confronts her, ties her up, and tells her, like, why would you tend to me? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know? But then he gets a phone call from Wu Jin saying, you know, just saying, like, and then he's like, I need you to write something down. And, like, dude, this isn't, like, a fucking scenario where you can just, all right, oh, yeah, dude, let me get a pen real quick, you know? <laughs> no. He fucking, he says, he fucking grabs his, like, lipstick that's right yep, next to him and yep. just fucking writes on her, on Mito's stomach, <laughs> yeah. these directions of where the fuck he's at, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he fucking realizes, like, what the fuck, dude? That's your directions? And uh-huh. he looks right across the fucking room, and he's right across the fucking apartment, bro. Yeah. That, that was so fucking crazy, bro. And, like, this is where they fucking finally, like, confront each other. Uh-huh. Uh, meaning as in they actually fucking talk to one another, dude. Yeah. And then this is where, like, Wu Jin basically tells you, like, do you know who I am? You know? Do you know why you were in prison? And it was me that did this shit. And you have five fucking days to figure out why. Uh-huh. Right? And then imagine this, brother. You're fucking locked up for 15 fucking years and you find out that this motherfucker is the reason behind it. Your initial reaction is that you're going to kill this motherfucker. Uh-huh. But this is where fucking uh, Wu Jin fucking brings out that pacemaker button. Uh-huh. Right? So he says, like, yeah, man, I have this pacemaker. I have a fucked up heart. And if you want to try to torture me and kill me, if I press this fucking button, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, and, so, and so you'll never like, figure it out, right? Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. like, do you want revenge or do you want the truth? Mm-hmm. And dude, I'm just like, damn, what a fucked up scenario you're in. <laughs> yeah. You want to kill this motherfucker, yep. dude. If, I, if this was me, dude, like, damn, dude, you're, you're not fucking breathing pretty soon. But of course, you're going to want to know the truth, right? Yeah. Like, I just, I just thought it was fucking great, dude. Uh-huh. And then, like, on cue, dude, fucking, he finds out that fucking Mito somebody's in Mito's apartment. Yeah. Right? So then he has to fucking run back over across the fucking apartment, and it's fucking Mr. Park, dude. <laughs> yeah, and his gang, yep. Yeah, and his gang, dude, with his fucking gold teeth, uh-huh. because all those teeth got pulled out earlier, right? Yeah. And then what I and then so they're torturing Mito, dude, right? And so, like, Desu goes in, dude, and he sees that Mr. Park fucking touched Mito's breast. Mm-hmm. And so he fucks up uh, Desu, but then he says, like, Oh, and then he gets a fucking phone call, right? <laughs> Mr. Park gets the fucking phone call. Yeah. From fucking Wu Jin. Yeah. And he says, hey, I don't want you to touch this motherfucker. He's mine. 
Well, it's implied, right? Because yeah, because uh, Mr. Park was he was going to do the same thing to Desu. He was going to rip his teeth out with a hammer, right? Yeah, and he was going to torture him the exact mm-hmm. same way. He, I like the 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 part of the movie too where he you know takes out the card. He's like, "Here's a a good dentist," and he like throws it in his face. Yes, <laughs> yeah, pretty great dude. It was fucking great, dude. Uh-huh. And then so like Wu Jin calls him and says like, "No, this motherfucker's mine. You don't fucking touch him." Mm-hmm. So he gives him like his fucking money, like mm-hmm. a this fucking briefcase full of money. Yep. Just to kind of fucking like tell him like, hey, uh, here's your fucking pay. Don't fucking touch him. He's mine. Yeah. Right. And he fucking leaves, but like, th- like he fucking still fucks him up a little bit. Yeah. That's that's like a fucking reasonable fucking reaction too, because <laughs> he doesn't fuck him up. He doesn't kill him or anything. Yeah, but yeah. He at least still fucking puts a nice little fucking hit on him. Yeah. You know. And I like this fucking detail too, brother. That because these are the same motherfuckers that that Desu fucked up in the in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of the of his henchmen, right? They're wearing neck braces. They got bruises on them. <laughs> yeah. One of them, I think, is even limping. Yeah, yeah. So, like, not one fucking detail is fucked up in this, man. It's so good. Like, I love this, brother. Yes, a lot of attention to detail was put into this movie. And you can tell, also, um, this has kind of been like a cat and mouse game as portrayed to the viewer. And we, we would believe that Desu is the one, uh, the cat, trying to, you know, capture this guy that that's imprisoned him but if you pay if you're paying close attention you'll notice that uh his captor is like one step ahead of him the whole time when he gets fucked up when he after that epic fight scene he he's there to rescue him and throw him in the cab and he already yeah. knows what, where mito's apartment is yeah. so if you're paying attention this guy he knows everything um and that's that's a huge clue going forward yeah it's you're exactly right brother because uh-huh. like cat and mouse game Right? Yeah. It's fuck. Who's the cat? Who's the mouse? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, we, we think it's Stacey who's the cat, but I'm starting to think that his captor is the cat, right? Oh, yeah. He's playing with him, bro. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's exactly what it is, man. Yep. And then after, so after this scene with like, with Park when he takes off, dude, right? Mm-hmm. Mito's still tied up. And then, and then Mito tells or asks fucking Stacey, he's like, do you trust me now, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, basically? right. Yep. Yeah, she did nothing wrong, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he had his questions and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had to tie her up. <laughs> no shit. yeah he didn't but like still it was like but but after this dude when they kind of like make amends for one another they then they have like this like fucking gratuitous sexy <laughs> right yeah yeah it's yeah and then, or dude i don't know if they're like fucking implying that this was mito's first time i think they were yes because they, she's saying like it fucking hurts and shit mm-hmm, like that yeah. right so then well when this happens bro they get fucking gassed which again, bro, like attention to this shit that uh-huh. that fucking Wu Jin is one step ahead of them because it's like, you see that fucking like the apartment was gassed when uh-huh. where fucking Desu was locked up in. Yep. But now they can fucking gas up even Mito's apartment. Uh huh. Fucking crazy. And then to make it fucking creepy, dude, he fucking lays down with them in bed, wearing, oh, yeah. wearing the gas mask. Yep. And he has his like his fucking henchman with him too. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that the dude with the bleached fucking hair? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. That he's really quiet, doesn't really do much. He just he, he's a fucking little badass though. Yeah, is like basically what I'm saying, you know. And and then from what they get from this shit is that fucking Desu and Mito are fucking mic'd up. Yes, right. They are bugged. Yep. Yeah, they're bugged. They fucking know it because the reason they know this is because like when um when Park leaves, Mister Park says, or he leaves, right? Desu yes. says, "I'm gonna take your fucking." I'm going to fucking find you. I'm going to take your fucking hand. 
right and then he, <laughs> he like and then he's on the phone with with uh Wu Jin right yeah and you see like a fucking badass like ring with a stone on his fucking hand yeah and then you get a scene where like fucking Daisu gets a box with a fucking hand on it yeah I know. with that fucking stone so it's like telling you like hey fuck this is fucking Park's fucking hand yeah and Mr. Park is a piece of shit too because yeah uh, Desu had said, like, I'm going to take your hand because that's what you used to touch Mito's breasts. Mm-hmm. And then as he's walking out, well, what about my tongue? Like, Yo. what a piece of shit, dude, right? Like, dude. what a piece of shit. Yeah. But so yeah. this is, this gives him the idea, like, fuck, dude, like, dude, we're, we're mic'd up because mm-hmm. how the fuck did he know that I was going to take his fucking hand? Yeah. Right? So it makes them go to, like, this fucking, like, it looks like a mall, huh? Mm-hmm. Dude, and then, dude, when I fucking saw this, I had a flashback of when I went to Thailand, dude. Because yeah. it looked just like the fucking mall I went to. Yes. When I was in Thailand, bro. It was fucking badass. So then he, like, fucking even writes it down to the person, hey, I think I'm bugged. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they find the fucking bug that mm-hmm. they're mic'd up and shit like that. Yeah. Right? Just good shit there, man. Uh, just I just like everything about it, dude. So then we go to the next scene, dude, where... Fucking Juwan is at his cafe where he works, mm-hmm. and he starts talking about fucking Wu Jin's sister. Yep. Right, and he calls her a slut, and this is the introduction to Wu Jin's sister. All right, and so he calls her a slut, but he has no fucking idea that Wu Jin is right there, fucking listening. Yeah, to the other him. side of the computers. Yep. Yes, and again, bro, this is the whole thing that he's one step ahead of them. Yep. He knows exactly where the fuck to do, like where to be, all that shit. Uh-huh. Right. So. He calls her a sister, a slut, and fucking breaks for all the yous out there, man. That fucking young as fuck, burnt discs, right? <laughs> fucking cuts one in half and fucking stabs him with him. Yep. Right. And then I gotta say, like, uh, fucking Juwan is like on the phone mm-hmm. with Daisu while this is happening. Yeah. Right. And so he fucking kills him, and then he fucking talks to him and he fucking says like, like, hey, I just killed your friend and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, dude. I like the scene where he's like on the road, right? He's driving and then fucking Mito's right next to him and he fucking goes ape shit, bro. He's like, <laughs> fuck, he killed my fucking friend, dude. Yeah. Like, and then fucking Mito, like she doesn't do much, bro, but it tells you so much because she's just like, she doesn't want to move, but she's got this like fucking like, um, she has this like still shot of her. And it's like, fuck, dude, I don't know what to do. Uh-huh. I just know I'm fucking scared. Yeah. You know, and fuck, dude, it's so fucking good, man. Like I just I just like fucking Desu's reaction to all this shit, man. Uh-huh. It like it's so fucking amazing, dude. Unlike the fucking remake. But we'll <laughs> we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. You know? And then like uh the thing I also like the fucking like uh the difference here is that he fucking knows that he he like we, we can see that he's fucking like like devastated that his friend died. Mm-hmm. So then we go to like a fucking scene where uh, fucking uh, Ju- Wu Jin is like, like he's like doing some fucking yoga or some whatever this shit. Did <laughs> yeah. you see that, dude? Yeah, I like, did. Yeah. It looks like he's doing like a scorpion fucking thing, right? Yeah. And he's like calm, collected, but he's fucking crying, dude. Yeah. So, dude, like even though he's like relaxed and calm, he's like so fucking much emotion is in this motherfucker when he hardly does anything. It's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. So what this makes fucking um. Uh, uh, Desu do is that he ends up fucking talking to Park. Like, how fucking interesting is that, dude? <laughs> yeah. And he 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 gets a hold of his fucking number because if you remember, he fucking Park gives him like, hey, this is the number to my dentist. Yeah. He goes to the fucking dentist and says, hey, I need this motherfucker's number. How fucking crazy was that, huh? So then he gets a hold of Park, right? Yep. 
And so they kind of like strike up this fucking deal. He's like, I'm going to keep Mito here, right? And then I got to go handle some shit. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention, brother, is that the the date, July 5th, is very important here. Uh-huh. Right? So he needs to figure out why he fucking got in prison by July 5th. Mm-hmm. We'll get that a little later. So the deal is, is like, you need to keep Mito here as kind of like an insurance. It's like, I need to go find some things. If I don't come back by July 5th, you got to let her go. Uh-huh. Right? So what happens is Desu fucking goes to this like salon area, right? Yep. Where he starts thinking, because like Ju, Ju Wan fucking brought up the sister. So now, uh, what I guess what they're implying is that the, this lady that works at a salon fucking knew fucking uh, Wu Jin's sister. Uh-huh. So he's trying to get fucking information about, and he says like, hey, what what could have happened about fucking Wu Jin's sister? You know? And then, and then the, the, the salon lady fucking says, well, like, you should know more than anything because <laughs> we found these fucking rumors because of Ju Wan. Yeah. And this is where we get the fucking flashback, brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what I love about this fucking scene, bro, is that you have the flashback, but fucking, uh, like, Daesu is in the flashback looking at himself. Uh-huh. Yet he's in the setting, dude. Yeah. And I just thought, like, the way it was shot, the way it was presented was so fucking great. The fucking tint of the color in this flashback was good. To illustrate that it's it's taken a long time, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and then you you kind of see that because the flashback is that he's in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, and then they kind of make it like he's smoking a cigarette. He's talking to fucking Wu Jin's sister. Yeah. He fucking says like, "Oh, you've been with all these girls." So it's to to tell you that fucking uh, Day Su was kind of a piece of shit. Kind like, of. It kind was, of. It was his last day. He was he was transferring to Seoul, I think. That was his last Korea, day. Korea, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was just kind of just... Even like the teacher came up to him and said, put out that cigarette. And he's yeah. like, it's my last fucking day. Like, fuck off. And then yeah. she just walks away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he is a piece of shit. But I think it's more like in a playful note, I think. Yeah. But this is how the rumors start, bro. Because yeah. he happens to be at the fucking school mm-hmm. where he sees fucking uh, Wu Jin. And his sister fucking committing incest, bro. Yeah. Fucking disgusting, man. It's weird as fuck. It's yep. weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. And like, he's peeking through this fucking window, dude. And they're, you know what they're fucking, I don't need to fucking say what they're doing. Yeah. You know? But the way this shit was shot, though, was fucking crazy because, like, uh, Wu Jin's sister has a mirror. Right? Remember this part, bro? Yes. He has a mirror and he's just like, because he, he wants to see them together while they're performing this shit. Fucking uh-huh. disgusting. But then she fucking pans the mirror, and that's where she sees fucking Daesu fucking peeking. Yeah. Fuck, dude. The way this was shot was fucking amazing. As fucking disgusting as this shit is. Yeah. This fucking was. scene was crazy, dude. Like just the way it was shot. Yeah. So then he sees that the that Wu Jin fucking loves his sister. Yep. A little too way too fucking much. Yeah, yeah. Well. So then he starts telling fucking Ju Wan. Yeah, Ju Wan is he tells it to him, but he he says to Ju Wan. Don't open your big fucking mouth. Don't fucking tell anyone. Yeah, don't tell anyone. But, you know, we know how that turns out, yeah, right? fucking gossip spreads like wildfire. Uh-huh. Everybody in the school fucking figures out. And then they do, like, uh, they, they bring up this thing that it's like a phantom pregnancy, right? Yes. It's, this is what makes fucking Wu Jin's sister commit suicide because uh-huh. she starts thinking, like, believing these fucking rumors that... Because rumors start to happen and then it gets twisted. Yep. And then... She thinks she's pregnant, so she's like, how would you fucking feel if you're giving birth to your fucking son or, and, and, and your fucking nephew, yeah. dude? So then she, because of this, she commits suicide, man. Uh-huh. And because this is like the fucking, 
seeds planting for fucking Wu Jin getting his fucking revenge, dude. Mm-hmm. The flashback scene was fucking crazy, bro. I fucking man, this was fucking amazing. And then the the reason for fucking July fifth is because July fifth was the fucking day that the sister committed suicide. That's yeah. why he has those days to figure out why. Uh-huh. You know. So this gets to the scene where, after fucking like Daisu fucking realizes of what the fuck is happening, he goes to the penthouse, bro. Uh-huh. Right, and like he figures out like where the fuck he's like he's staying at and shit. Yep. And I like how like the elevator says P for penthouse, mm-hmm. you know. But dude, this is the part where like I fucking dig a lot is because like I was like, oh yeah, cool, I can go to this fucking penthouse, dude. But I gotta fucking find a code, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then like the code is like he's getting all these like things wrong. Yeah. And then fuck, dude, like on cue, fucking Wu Jin and his fucking henchman with the bleached blonde hair. Yeah, they come up. They, they show up and they're like, it's kind of like here. I'll take you to where the fuck we're going. Yep. And fuck, dude, like how fucking uncomfortable and how fucking tense that part is, dude. Yeah. And then he tells him like, so you loved your sister, huh? And he's like, let's come up and talk. Yep. And I put fucking talk in quotations, bro. Because, you know, damn well, they ain't going to fucking go up just to talk. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so I got to say this, bro. Like, this part kind of fucking had me laughing, dude. Because like, while fucking like the truth gets unfolded and shit like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they're at this fucking badass penthouse, right? And fucking Wu Jen is, like, taking a shower and shit. Yep. So he's fucking naked, dude. But you see, like, a fucking... He has a tramp stamp, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a cross, right? It's a cross, dude. It's like, damn, dog. Like... Yeah. You gotta have a tramp stamp? Like, damn, dog. The man man left Jesus, dude. (laughs) I'm Jesus for Halloween, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then this is where, like, he fucked... Dude, and then I just gotta say, like, while he's fucking telling the story of, like, the whole revelation and shit... Yeah. He's fucking dressing himself Mm -hmm. into a fucking badass suit. Like, he's so fucking confident. He's such a fucking badass, dude, the way he's delivering this shit. Mm -hmm. And then he that's where he tells him about this, like, hypnosis shit. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Where he says, like, hey, man, I fucking... I didn't just fucking hypnotize you. I hypnotized fucking Mido. Yeah. And this is where, like, it just slowly starts fucking unraveling. And then he says, like, yeah, I, I hypnotize you to show up to this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking ringtone happens, right? And, yeah. dude, if you look back, dude, the ringtone of this phone is the same tone you get when he's about to get gassed. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you notice that? Dude? I didn't pick that up, but, yes, uh, he does mention that the ringtone was the trigger to make him pass out. Yeah. It was fucking sick, dude. And so then he also says, dude, he's because, like, then they have the flashback of when he met Mito. Yep. And then he says, do you like your clothes? And that fucking, like, that reaction gets Mito to fucking put her hand on him. Yes. Right? And that's why that's why she fucking, like, tends to him. That's why she fucking takes him home when he collapses yep. and shit. Mm-hmm. So that explains the whole, like, I brought you in because I like you. Yeah. Because she got fucking hypnotized, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? And, dude, and then I just like the whole presentation of, like, he has his fucking, like, the green laser, right? Yeah. But the green laser is also the pacemaker button. Yeah. Right? So it's like, fuck, it's kind of like he's flirting with fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. You know? And he fucking, like, he gets his laser and he fucking, he highlights it on this fucking box, dude. Yeah. Bro, when I'm watching this, dude, my heart's pounding, bro. <laughs> it's so fucking tense, dude. And I'm just like, fuck, dude, what's happening, dude? Yeah. What's in the box? Or- yeah. What's, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> you know? So he opens a box. There's a photo album, dude. Uh-huh. And the photo album, it's like, oh, there's some pictures of of like of uh, Daisu, his late wife, their baby. Uh-huh. 
And then the pages start fucking going and then going. It's progressing. It's progressing. By this time when they're progressing, he's already locked up so he's not in the pictures yep. anymore. Yep. And it's just the pictures of the baby, dude. Hmm. It progresses. And, dude, I'm watching this. I'm saying, no, please, no. No, <laughs> no, please, no. And then, fuck, dude. It turns out that the baby is Mito. Yep. Grows up to be Mito. Mm-hmm. So the whole time, man, he was fucking Mito. Yeah. Fucking his own fucking daughter yeah it's pretty fucked up man and this was like the fucking brutal revelation that like hey man like you started these rumors of my sister Uh so now i'm going to imprison you i'm gonna keep you there for 15 fucking years i'm gonna hypnotize you i'm gonna wait for your daughter to fucking grow up and i'm gonna hypnotize the both of you for both of you to fucking meet to fuck and begin (laughs) an incestuous relationship bro how fucking brutal is that dude, that's some savage ass if shit, that's yeah. not revenge bro i don't know what fucking is yeah. dude. you know and as fucking disgusting is that this shit is dude i was fucking floored by this bro yeah this was a, a sucker punch i did not see this coming uh, i did not either it was a fucking this is this is a twist dude m night Shyamalan. take take note, note yeah this is a this is a fucking twist right here. How it happens, right? The sixth yeah. sense was a good twist. It but, was, but after that, he tried to like a one up it, and he <laughs> yeah, failed yeah. miserably. Yeah. On it. Yep. This is a great one, man. And I do like how uh, Desu's demeanor instantly changes once mm. he figures out. Like Mm-mm. up until this point, we we see him as like first a drunkard, kind of like a you know goofball, but then he becomes this badass motherfucker, right? Yeah. And in, in this instance, all of a sudden, he's like he does a one eighty. Yeah. He's not a badass anymore. He's like fucking begging and like, yeah. I'll be a dog. I'll fuck. And he's kissing his feet and yeah. shit, dude. It's like, holy shit. Dude, dude. and the whole time fucking Wu Jin's covering his mouth fucking laughing. Yeah, he's like, yep. Mm-hmm. Because he knows like, dude, I, I, I did it. Like, yeah. this is exactly what I was planning. Yeah. It took me a whole 15 years, but this <laughs> is how it is, man. Yep. He's fucking laughing. He covers his mouth with the fucking purple handkerchief, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then feeling fucking bad for everything. He decides to fucking cut his fucking tongue off with scissors, dude. Yeah, by his own choice, too. He's like, so I'll never speak of this. And he chops off his own tongue, dude. Yeah. And then, but he like signals to like Wu Jin. He's like, you need to call Park. Because remember, guys, fucking Park is with Mito. Mm-hmm. And Mito, it, it pans to Mito and he has a, and she has a fucking purple box, the same purple box. Yeah. And then it's like, you need to tell him like, I already cut off my tongue, so you need to tell him to not let Mito fucking see this shit ever again. Yeah. And, like, Wu Jin fucking calls Park and says, hey, make sure she doesn't see the fucking photo album. Yeah, and this is important to note, too, because uh, Daesu thought that Park was his ally, right? Yeah. And then this goes to, you know, Wu Jin. He was the mastermind. He's like, you think he was your ally? No. Mm. Yeah, I paid him even more. I gave him that building for cutting off his hand. That's Fuck, why. Dude. So it's like he... Again, the cat and the mouse, dude. Yes. He was the real cat just toying with him this whole fucking time. Fucking amazing, bro. Yeah. And so knowing that his fucking plan comes to fruition, dude, mm-hmm. he fucking drops the pacemaker, right? The <laughs> thing with the laser. Yeah. What we, what we believe is. The, is the Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he walks away, dude, but then fucking Daisu picks it up and says, I'll just fucking kill you right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then boom, he fucking hits the fucking what we believe is the pacemaker. Uh-huh. And with fucking big old blasting fucking audio you don't he, he doesn't die dude you hear yeah. the fucking the audio oh yeah, yeah. of Desu and mito having sex dude mm-hmm. yep. fucking blasting taking his daughter's virginity yeah and fuck dude this was so brutal dude <laughs> but dude i remember like i was fucking 
Dude, the twist got me so bad, dude, <laughs> that I was just, uh, uh, well, I'm, I have little beady eyes, brother, mm-hmm. right? My fucking eyes, I just know were fucking massive. Like, I can't believe what I'm fucking seeing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I probably look like fucking Mr. Big Head. Yeah. Fucking waking up from something, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Modern life, if you know, you know? Yeah. You know? And I just thought this shit was done crazy. Mm-hmm. And then we get to fucking uh, Wu Jin fucking going into the elevator, right? Yep. So it's like, what else do I have to live for? Yeah. I, I've done it. I've done exactly what my plan wanted it to be. Uh-huh. And he has a flashback of when his sister dies. Yep. And she's hanging. A, uh, it's not a bill. It's like a fucking where the water's at, you know? Yeah, yeah. With a railing. Uh-huh. And he's like telling her, like, you got to let me go. And he's just right there fucking holding on to his sister, dude. Yeah, crying, yeah. Crying. He doesn't want to fucking let go. And fucking takes, he has a camera around his fucking like neck and shit. Uh huh. Takes a picture of her. Like, that's the last picture you see. Mm-hmm. Fucking let's go. She falls to her death. Yeah. All while you see like grown up fucking Wu Jin also in the flashback, like fucking trying not to let go as he's crying. Yeah. And bro, like the thing with the music in the background, dude, I'm just like, dude, like Wu Jin is a piece of shit, bro, but I fucking feel bad for him, dude. Like, <laughs> how did this happen? That's how fucking amazingly this shit was, was done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could see that, yeah. Bro, like, I'm like, why do I feel sorry for Wu Jin? What he did was fucking disgust- was disgusting. Uh-huh. But I'm feeling bad for him, dude. Yeah. And then, yeah, plan and- comes to fruition, dude. He says, fuck, I got nothing else to live for. Fucking shoots himself in yeah. the head. It's and over. He, he's true to his word. He's, he told he told Daesu, you know, if you figure it out, I'll kill myself. Yeah. And he does. Ah, uh, dude, that <laughs> fucking scene, dude. Everything from the scene, dude, from when... um. When he talks with Park uh-huh. and say, like, fucking, hey, like, uh, if I don't come back by July 5th, uh, then let, let Mito go. Yeah. From that scene to this scene right here, dude, I my fucking heart was racing, dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, it paid off so well. I'm like, dude, this is what movies are supposed to do to you. Yeah. I fucking, I loved it, dude. As fucked up as it was, dude. Because movies are supposed to make you feel. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's exactly what it fucking did, man. Yeah. And... Man, do you have any other fucking like before I go further into this shit, dude? No, nah, man. No. Nah? Okay. Think, yeah. So let me just go into it, man. So then this is like the aftermath of everything, you know? Fucking Desu meets with the hypnotist, the same hypnotist, the woman, right? Uh-huh. Right? And so he 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 can't talk. He's got his fucking tongue cut off, right? So it's like it's like you want your memory of Mito being your daughter erased, but it's like it's not exactly um like fucking explained if it is or not. Yeah. Right? So then they're like in the snow and shit. You're maybe led to believe that it maybe got erased, but you don't know because at the end, yeah. Mito fucking finds him in the snow. Fucking they embrace, they hug. And Mito says, I love you. And, Confesses love, and he has this fucking weird look on his face. Yeah, he smiles at first, but then it turns into like a wince. Yeah. So And it leaves you with this ambiguous yep. feeling like, fuck, dude, is like... Did he really want to be erased so that he can keep fucking his daughter? Yeah. <laughs> it, which is fucking wrong. And dude, just the fucking smile at the end. I'm just like, dude, what happened? And then cut credits. That's it, dude. I'm yep. just fucking, I got kicked in the dick, dude, when this happened, dude. And I remember just fucking being like, damn, the movie's over. And I could not wait to tell people about this movie, bro. What mm-hmm. a fucking experience to this amazing movie, dude. Yeah. Any other things you got to say, brother, before we get into some of the other work from these fucking people? Because no, this fucking movie was crazy, bro. It was, man. It This was definitely a, a, a dick punch movie. Uh, 
like I said, I came into it not knowing anything about it other than that fight scene. And then I did not see this roller coaster ride. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, that's that's all I've got. So let's get into it, man. Yeah, but well, I like because I read through the premise. That's it. Yeah, I didn't even read that. So I read the premise. I did not expect it to take me on a roller coaster like it did. Yeah. I was very much impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Told anybody and everybody about this fucking movie. Yeah. And it's, we'll leave it there until the, we get to the overall ranking of this shit. Mm-hmm. But let's get into some of the work from these uh, these actors, bro. All right, let's do it. All right, let's start with the director, right? Changwook Park. So Old Boy is a trilogy, for those yes. of you that don't know. Yep. All right. So I believe it's the second movie. The that he spaced it out. Yes, it is. All right. So, so I'm going to bring up the the other two movies. Because if you if you enjoyed Old Boy, and I'm, I know you will if you take the time to fucking see this movie. You're going to enjoy these movies. First one is Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. You haven't seen it, right, brother? No, I have not. Oh, that's right. You, like, you, you said that you haven't seen really many Korean films? Yeah. Shit. So, dude, if there's a country I would tell you to go out of your way to watch movies from, I'm going to tell you Korea. Korea would be number one on my list. Fucking Korea has some amazing fucking movies, brother. Yeah. And, dude, so Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is, is one that you should go out of your way to watch. A uh, little premise about this movie is uh, uh, there's a man whose sister is dying and he she needs like a fucking operation. So uh-huh. what he does is he sells his kidney, but he gets fucking robbed for it. So mm. now he has to go find these motherfuckers that robbed him and did him dirty. Mm, okay. So I, you can imagine what the fuck he's going to do. All okay. right. The next movie is Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Yes. Fucking great movie. So about a little premise about this movie is that a woman is like falsely imprisoned for like 10 years, I believe. So she gets released and now she's going to take fucking vengeance. So you <laughs> can imagine, or maybe you can't imagine what the fuck she's going to do. Okay. Fucking, if that doesn't get your attention, I don't know. But please check out Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. And the last movie I'm going to bring up from this guy is a movie called, now I'm not going to say go out of your way to watch it, but I already watched it. It's a movie called I'm a Cyborg, but that's okay. So I, I'm going to assume that nobody's going to go out of the way to watch this movie. So I'm just going to tell you what happens, okay? Okay. I would say this, brother. Don't 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 watch the movie, right? Just I already watched it for you. So I'll okay. just tell you what okay. it is because it's a fucking weird movie. Okay. Right? So there's it's a, it's about a girl who is like suicidal, mm-hmm. but she's got a mental illness. So she thinks she's a robot. So to hide that she's like fucking, that she wants to kill herself, she pretends that she's a robot. So she fucking charges herself. Okay. But really, she's just trying to electrocute herself to die. Okay. Right? So then she survives, and then she gets taken to a mental hospital. So there she meets a boy, right? And this boy has a, a fucking mask. You never, like, why? Well, yeah. You don't see his fucking face. Okay. But there's a whole reason you don't see his face. And it's because, like, he was, like, a good-looking kid. Uh-huh. And because he was a good-looking kid, he got raped by a man. Oh, Jesus. And because he felt like his looks happened because of this. Okay. He fucking disfigures his own face. Oh God! Yeah. So the hey man, based off of that premise, dude, if you want to check it out, because hey man, that sounds like one of the movies we should watch. The fucked up shit, huh? Yeah. That's exactly why I brought it up, man. So if that fucking interests you, check it out. Right. I think it's on Netflix. That's where I watched it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the next person I'm gonna get to is uh, Minsik Choi. I'll play Daisu, and like I said, brother. He's fucking like Eddie Guerrero. You fucking, as a good guy, he's you want to root for him. As a bad guy, you fucking hate him, man. And one movie where you're going to fucking loathe this motherfucker is I Saw the Devil. Have you seen this one, brother? No, I have not. Fuck. 
I absolutely fucking hated him in this movie. He's a villain in this movie. It is about a uh, an FBI agent, or what do you call an FBI agent in fucking Korea, dude? I have no idea. Yeah, so an, an agent is, uh, his wife gets raped and murdered by fucking uh, Min-Sik Choi's character, and he's going to find him. But here's the thing, dude. He finds him, but he tells him, I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to find you again. I'm going to fuck you up even harder the next time. Damn. And it fucking, it's, and then he catches him again, and he says, I'm going to find you again. I'm going to let you go again. But the next time, I'm going to fuck you up even harder than last time. <laughs> and it, fuck, it's so good, brother. Fucking, okay. It's an amazing movie. Okay. So check out I Saw the Devil. That was a fucking amazing movie. And the next uh, character we're going to get to is Hee Young Kang, who, was, who played Mito. <sighs> All right. I don't say go out of your way to watch this movie because it's pretty fucking nasty, some of the shit that happens. But there's a movie she was in called Three Extremes, man. Hmm. And this is a movie where there's... It's a movie with three different stories happen in one movie. Okay. And uh, damn, it's so fucked up. I don't even know if I want to say it. I'm just, I, you know what? I'm not going to say it. So if you want to go out and check it out, go check out Three Extremes. Okay. Because it's fucked up. And if you if you want to watch fucked up shit, this is right up your alley. <laughs> and we're going to leave it at that. All yes. right. So brother, let's get into the overall, brother. What do you say? Let's do it, man. Let's fucking do it. One more swig for the good men. Cheers. Let's get into it, bro. Who wants to go first? You or I? I will go first this time. Go for it, brother. This movie uh, is a great movie. I came into it not knowing a thing about it. Like I said uh, multiple times now, I just saw the fight scene and I saw like stills of, you know, uh, the main character's face. And I said to myself, oh, I got to watch it. So I finally sat down and watched it. From the beginning to the end, I was captivated. It just kept me hooked in, which is hard to do for me, especially. I find myself drifting a lot. I like the cinematography. I really like the charm this movie brings to the Fuck table, yes. which we're going to get into more when we get to the comparison is that charm, <laughs> you know, just the way that it was shot, the narrative, the uh, the characters, the way they're presented is it just has this charm. Like I keep saying, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, overall, I'm going to give this one a solid nine out of 10. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, this movie is a fucked up movie. Um, but the first time you watch it, it's one of those movies where you wish you can go back and watch it for the first time every time. Absolutely. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Nine out of 10 solid fucking movie. A plus. Uh, yeah. From the guy who doesn't like foreign movies or do, not doesn't like, but doesn't watch. Go out of your way and watch this one. Fuck yes, brother. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. So here's my overall fucking thinking of this movie. I love the acting, man. Yeah. These characters, man, like you feel for them. Whether they were the bad person or not, dude, you just they they did such a fucking amazing job. The direction is fucking flawless, man. Mm-hmm. There, like I like the shots and the cinematography, especially the epic fucking fight scene with the yes. hammer. Yep, it's so fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. The plot, it fucking grabs it grabs me by the balls, dude, and says mm-hmm. I'm not fucking letting go. Yep, right. So it kept me entertained the whole time. It's a runtime of two hours, but it didn't feel like that to me. I was very much engaged the whole time. It's very rewatchable. And again, I couldn't wait to fucking tell many people. Uh, I couldn't wait to tell everybody fucking about it, dude. Yeah. And fuck, dude, to give an overall ranking, man. Fuck, somebody call Eric Anderson's sister because I'm going to give this a perfect 10. Damn. This movie is fucking flawless, bro. Yeah. I absolutely love it. There are not many movies that I will find a fucking pit. uh, From from all the episodes you've seen, I will fucking nitpick everything. Mm -hmm. Anything. Yep. I could not find a nitpick here. 
Yeah. It was flawless. Everything was fucking perfect. Uh-huh. Please, please, please. If you fucking, if you're listening to this for the first time, watch or listen to us and then fucking watch the movie after you did it. Please do so. Don't just take our fucking words for everything. Go out of your way to watch the movie and you're going to be blown away. You have my fucking word. Uh-huh. All right. A perfect 10 out of 10 from me. And we're going to leave it right there. What do you yep. say, brother? Yeah. Let's end it, man. Let's end it right there. So thank you so much, everybody, for taking time out of your busy day to join us for this fucking amazing movie, this episode. Uh, please join us next week as we compare its fucking remake. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have, or we're going to have a fucking field day with this one, brother. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> but remember to be kind to of one another. Fucking Ellen, looking at you, as always. Uh, much love to all of you. Uh, peace. Much love. Mwah. See you later. Thank you again for joining us to the very end. Please join us next week for the second part of our comparison episode as we review the American remake of Old Boy directed by Spike Lee. Check out the film if you would like to waste nearly two hours of your life. If not, then just join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all, and bottoms up. <laughs>